Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And we are here with the shortest ever episode of Camden Cast. Or who knows, it might not yes. be. So we're going to be covering in this episode, um, well, season two, episode 11 of Seventh Heaven. Uh, the title of this episode is Lead, Follow, or Get Out of the Way. Or if you are in Germany, the title of this episode is The Colonel Vacates On. And surprisingly enough, this time the American title seems to be more fitting than the German title. But they're both pretty bad. So Just like this entire episode is bad. The IMDb synopsis is, After a failed table spread trick before the arrival of his new magic kit, the great Simone sadly inspires no confidence, hence can't recruit Ruthie, who absurdly wants to wear the cape even without aspiring to become a magician. Lucy eagerly accepts a fishy invitation from the cool girls, only to find out it's a mean method to cause friction with her real friend, a fellow new girl. Eric's church is in the running for weekly local TV broadcasts if next Sunday liturgy goes well, so writing his sermon is a worse obsession than ever. Jealous Mary sulks because Coach Coper now focuses on another girl, even childishly announces that she's leaving the team. While Annie is out decorating the church, Matt bows out of keeping order. After Ruthie calls the colonel to tell so, he turns up unexpectedly to assume domestic command. Still, a magic hiccup spoils the service. So I just want to time out um, here. The Lucy accepting an invitation, a fishy invitation, happened in the last episode, um, season two, episode ten. So this person um, didn't, I don't know what this person was and doing. And other things, like Ruthie didn't call the colonel. He called. He called and she picked up the phone. So we'll get. There's a bunch of things that are wrong with that description. We'll get into that. Um, So, what was your first impression? (sighs) This was a waste of time. Honestly, don't don't watch this episode. Um, Aaron and I were actually talking about you know not even recording for this one because there's nothing uh, to say. (laughs) I wish we hadn't committed to all of the episodes. But where we have, and we will report back on every single dull one. In hopes of, you know... Saving you the time. Like, if you have not watched this episode, you can turn this podcast off right now, but don't. Don't, don't uh, do that. Keep don't. on listening. Keep <laughs> listening. Maybe... Maybe we'll, you'll be entertained. Maybe we'll be hopefully entertained. Hopefully you'll be entertained. Um, so, whatever. We have to do kind of like a scene by scene. I don't even know what the cold open was for this episode. I guess... It was oh, the party trick. It was yeah, the plate it was party the, trick. it was the plate. Okay. So, yeah, it's the dinner table, and Simon is, like, going to pull uh, a tablecloth out from underneath the plate and everything goes everywhere and they're all talking about how it seems like dinner's over and they're like oh where is dad he's not home yet and then Simon is like maybe he was abducted by aliens and Ruthie says maybe he's getting ice cream and then he comes through the door and he has done Lucy gets a phone call which is also apparently like a setup the phone's been ringing off the hook for Lucy which never happens before because Lucy doesn't have any friends because Lucy is the worst um and then the rev comes in the door and they're like oh did you get ice cream and he's like, no, I was speaking to TV people who came and they want to put uh, the Glen Oak Church on TV. You know, we're, con- in the, we're in the running. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a contest. It's if whoever, whichever church uh, shows, like, has the best sermon slash has the most people show up will get a chance to be, like, the new weekly church show on Sundays. So he wants to be a televangelist. Um, also in the cold open, actually, we get all the main storylines. So Lucy is getting a lot of phone calls. Simon is wanting to do magic. And uh, there's a conversation with Mary about how her sessions with, co- with the coach are going. 
her her rehab sessions. I thought you said obsessions. No, no, sessions. Yeah, she's she's doing after school rehab with Coach Coper, who's the English teacher who Matt has, who's kind of an asshole, and gave up teaching. We gave up coaching in the WNBA. Or like teaching the women's Olympic team. I feel like that story changes every single time. Oh they yeah, tell it. In, in this scene, she in this scene, Mary said it was the uh, WNBA. WNBA. But I think it's the first like that when he was introduced, they said the Olympic the team. Olympic team. Um, so nobody's excited about the Revs news, um, and that is the end of the cold open. And then we come back, and the phone is ringing, and Annie has like a mop and a big lawn, overflowing laundry basket. And she picks up the phone, and the rev, run, yeah, the, the rev runs in, and he's like, don't pick up, it's Mrs. Hinkle, or I'm not here, it's Mrs. Hinkle. Mrs. Hinkle being mittens, of course. Yeah, and we find out that she needs her denture cream, but the rev is like, I can't do it because I have to write my sermon, blah, blah, blah. So, so Annie agrees to do pick up mittens as denture cream, and then the rev just gives her, I, I just wrote, the rev is bitching Annie around, and he is useless. Yeah, no, he basically spends the rest of this scene just adding on to the uh, to Annie's pile of work. He wants her to fix the gardening. He wants her at the at the church. He wants her to... She has to iron, take the, she took the choir robes to the dry cleaner or something. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of things, and she's, cl- like, the, clearly the point is that Annie's doing everything while the rev... Sits in the sits in his office and tries to write a sermon. So Annie's like, "Well, can you just do one thing for me, please? Put the roast in the oven by like three o'clock." Um, and setting up the obvious trope of the rev forgetting to put the roast in the oven. Yes. So spoiler alert. Um, we then move to the school where Lucy is getting her midterm back from um, American, American history. history, and Lucy gets a D. Um, Lucy's sitting in the back with the uh, with like other usual people that sit in the back in like all these t- high school TV <laughs> yeah, shows. Who sit in the well, back, you know, yeah. like I don't believe any of this bullshit, but like they usually yeah. put like the slackers or whatever in the back, yeah, and so they can slouch down and sleep or I don't know, not pay attention. So the slackers revolve around this uh, guy named Todd. Um, um, who, I guess, it, I don't know, there's, like, whatever. And there's um, one other guy who's played, who's not even given a name and is just, like, credited it as Todd's friend, who's played by Chauncey Lombardi. Yes, that's right, you heard correctly. His name is indeed Chauncey. Uh, you will recognize Chauncey Lombardi from movies and TV shows, movies such as The Sandlot and Casper, and TV shows such as Freaks and Geeks. Um, I don't think you care enough to know what the characters he played, so I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like Todd himself is not really recognizable. But basically, we get the idea that Lucy's made some new friends with these slackers, uh, bottom feeders, uh, scum. That's that I'm not calling them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're getting really harsh here. No, this is what no, Matt calls Matt them. Matt says bottom feeders. Does he say scum? He calls them scum. Oh, he does call them scum. He yes. uses various forms of the word, word losers. This is what Matt refers to them as. And then he says, he basically says, like, oh, they, like, I don't know, they're the ones calling all the time. And we have not seen anything that has indicated up until this point that Lucy has been hanging out. Like, yeah. I, this is overnight. She just, she's made these friends, blah, blah, blah. This always happens. She makes a friend for an episode, and then she loses that friend for the rest because of her life. she's awful. <laughs> Um, there's a brief, like, interlude where the, her, like, friends, quote-unquote, try to convince her that, oh, I'll just sign the Camden name for you. And there's, I guess, like, a pointed, like, joke about, joke oh, about- your last name is also Camden? How, like, cool that your family is still together. <laughs> and it's just, like, uh... Awful. Yeah, awful, friend. Why would you do that? Don't do this. Uh, on the other side of the school, I mean, it might not be the other side, but I'm just gonna say on the other side of the school. A different uh, part of school. Mary is walking, and we see somebody who is Charlie Brown. Um, yes. <laughs> Someone is wearing Charlie Brown shirt. Like 
to the T. Uh, she runs into her basketball teammates and... Oh, well, first she runs into the coach. I don't think there's any variation on the Charlie Brown shirt. It's just the one. No, I mean, like, it, it looks exactly like it. It's yeah. not, like, just... Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, she first runs into her coach. Uh, they, like, schedule a time to meet. She's talking about how she's kept up with her lunges and her... Squats. squats. And she did 100 last night. Then she runs into her former teammates and, hope, and maybe future teammates again. Uh, they're like, when are you back at practice? And she says next week. Uh, Aaron points out, like, correctly that we've seen nothing from... Oh, yeah. Like, so the last I feel like we heard of, of basketball is that she didn't know if she was ever going to play again, and then she was in the wheelchair, and Annie was like, she's playing right now in the last episode of season one. And then we have heard nothing about her rehabbing other than when she was frustrated with Wilson, which was many, I feel like that was like season two, episode two, or like very early on in season two. And now all of a sudden she tells her teammates that she's like probably going to be at practice next week. So not only is she able to play again, but she's ready to like be practicing at full, like with the team again. So only like one more week of rehabbing alone with the coach and then she's going to be back at practice, apparently. she. We learn in that scene that there is a new transfer student named Diane Butler who uh, is trying out for the team. Uh, that is your, like, herring for what's, like, the what the rest of uh, Mary's storyline is going to be about. Um, and that's basically about it. We get back to the house where, as predicted, the Rev has forgotten the roast. And he still has not written anything. I don't know what day of the week this is supposed to be. I would say, like, Wednesday because it's about, like... Um, well, maybe it's Thursday because he finally finishes the sermon on Saturday. But for, like, days, he's staring at a blank screen. Anyway. We have a brief scene in the middle with, uh, I think the kids come home and they're looking for their mother. Uh, but, Matt, uh, but like, Lucy spots the mail and is like, oh, look, look what's here for you, Simon. And it's the magic kit. Um, we then also get Simon trying to convince Ruthie to be his assistant. Uh, which includes a weird conversation about how she being assistant only involves her wearing her bathing, bathing suit, suit and a feather boa. And then he says, like, I thought you liked wearing your bathing suit. Like, a lot of talk about Ruthie likes your, I don't know. It's yeah. strange. And then he He's declares like, himself the great Simone. He um, also likes a, she says that her bathing suit is really comfortable. That's why she wants to wear it. And when if do you guys find your bathing suits comfortable? I don't find my bathing suit no. comfortable. Um, we then have a like a back scene at the school where uh, it looks like Mary is seeing what's going on at basketball practice. Um, looks like the coach never showed up for the Mary's one-on-one practice with him because he's too preoccupied with the new girl, Diane. <laughs> Which they're all just standing around watching her take the same shot over and over again, and she keeps making it. And, they, like, the entire team is in awe that, that she, like, can make the same shot over and over again. And then Mary is, like, looking dejected, and then after they're all done watching Diane, the coach comes over, and he's like, oh, sorry, I missed our session today. Um, I don't know. Why don't you go do the exercises that I've taught you on your own? Uh, I need to get, like, Diane settled in or whatever. But basically, Diane is seen as, like, the star player. She's going to be the new shooting guard, I think. Um, And uh, Mary is, like, shown as being jealous um, or, like, left out. Um, Then we have probably the only scene in this episode which is, like, noteworthy and, like, something that I would, like, that makes it good and worthwhile is um, the Rev decides to put on his, like, old-school radio... um, and it's playing the mashed potato song. Um, 
Not the Wiggles Mac Potato no, song. Which is what I actually was what I was about to sing. Um but like the song from like the old times. <laughs> it's by D.D. Sharp. Um, and we have a very prolonged scene of him first lip syncing to the music. And then he starts, and he's using a, um, magnifying, a glass magnifying glass as a mic. And then he starts dancing, and apparently the Rev has some moves. He can shake his butt. Uh, mm. It's very long. Yes. So long, in fact, that Ruthie ends up um, coming downstairs and watching him dance and dancing with him. Um, that's really... Th- I, that was my favorite part of the episode. That was it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we can stop talking about it now. Um, yeah, so whatever. He sent, then he kicks... Oh, Ruthie comes and interrupts because at a certain point prior to this, after Simon got the magic kit... He pulled a penny out of Ruthie's ear, and it's a stupid subplot, but she's coming downstairs to ask. She wants to find out how to do the pulling the money out of the ear thing, so... Yeah, she wants to be the magician. She doesn't want to be the magician's assistant, as our uh, user summary correctly pointed out for for the first time in its life. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The next real thing is... um, I think Mary is outside throwing... Uh, like trying to play some basketball. And she's like missing every shot and Matt is watching her and he's like, oh, those sessions with Coper are going so well. And then she throws the ball at him and she's like, I don't know, you're a jerk or something like that. And there's um some weird chemistry in the scene. <laughs> you really felt this episode that they really... I don't know. I feel like the actors have a strange tension that is not necessarily sibling tension. And it made me uncomfortable. Uh, but anyway... They so they're fighting and she's like storming off into the house at some point in the middle. She of She says this, that she's going to quit basketball because of Diane. Um, so, and Matt's like, "I'm not going to let you quit. I got you on the team once. So I'll get you back on the team." Um. Well, no, she doesn't say she's going to quit because of Diane. She says she's going to quit. We find out later uh, it's yeah, because of Diane. Lucy blows up her spot because she mar- she goes into the room and like. Uh, falls face down first into the bed. Lucy's on the phone. Matt's like, what's going on with you? And Lucy's like, can you hold it down? Which, Which uh, who says hold it down? Does it keep it down? I don't know. And then... She hangs up the phone. Yeah, because they both tell her to hang up, and she's, like, now upset because, I I don't do this when you guys are on the phone. And they're like, we have more important things to worry about. So Lucy... She's like, I'm quitting basketball. Uh, Mary says, I'm quitting basketball. Lucy says, oh, is it, it's because of the new girl. And so Mary, to get back at Lucy, says, well, Ma- well, Lucy got a D. Oh, no. That's not true. I'm making this up. <laughs> no. So she, wait. So Mary says, I'm quitting basketball. Matt says Lucy got a D. D. Yeah. And then Lucy says, she's a- oh, well, she's only quitting basketball because of the new girl. Um, and they're both basically, all three of them are basically screaming each other until mom comes in. And Annie's like, what's happening? Like, what do you not want me to know? So everybody rats everybody else out. Uh, and I'm really excited for the scene where, where like, she's going to yell at them. But we never get it. And why don't we get it? Because. She sends Ruthie away. Right. And the phone's ringing. And Ruthie is, like, supposed to be setting the table, but no one's picking up the phone. So Ruthie picks it up, and this is... Ruthie does not call the colonel, but it's the colonel calling the house. Ruthie picks up, and the colonel says, Why are you on the horn? Um, And Ruthie explains. She's like, Oh, well, Mom is yelling at, you know, Matt, Mary, and Lucy, and Dad is dancing or something. He's like, Oh, I'm trying to get the block block out out of his head. head. 
Um, yeah, no, but he, she, she also, but she goes and into she's detail. Like, and Simon is practicing magic, and he's like, I hate magicians. But she goes into detail about every person, so she says that Mary's quitting the team, and Lucy got a D in American history. And the colonel, and then she's, and he's like, uh, oh, and then she said, and I'm pretty sure dinner is burning, because you look back, and there's smoke coming out of the oven. Uh, so the colonel tells her to hang up and immediately go get her mother, um... To stop the fire from burning down the house. So Ruthie does that, but that all happens basically <laughs> off screen. Because we see the colonel hang up the phone and yell, Ruth, pack my bag. And to know, like, they obviously no one else is there. They didn't want to pay Ruth to come and guest star for this episode. But they leave the camera on him for too long. Like, nobody's going to respond, so I don't know why they showed him for longer than they needed to. But basically for the rest of the episode, we like, seem to see where the Rev gets his tendencies of trying to save the day and be, like, the hero for everybody in Glen Oak because the colonel just comes into town and basically fixes everything for everybody else. Um, yeah. Or attempts to fix everything first for everybody else. He shows, he shows up and he's greeted by, well, first the Rev, and he's, he tells the Rev, like, don't worry, I'm here to help or whatever because your wife is doing your job. Um, <laughs> basically. I think Ruthie says that later in the episode, or is it Simon? They're like, oh, Dad's doing nothing while uh, Mom does his job. So uh, he has Simon and the house is like a mess. So first he tells Simon and Ruthie, like, to go in the living room and pick up all their toys, um, which they do. Then there's, like, laundry and food all over the kitchen. So he goes in there with... First he's in there with Matt. I forget what he sends Matt to do. Whatever. But he he says the title of the episode to Matt. He tells him to lead, follower, get out of the way. We have and an interaction Lucy... with Mary first before Lucy comes in. Oh, yeah, that's why. Okay, so, yeah, um, Mary and Matt are there. Yeah, so um, Mary says that she's quitting the team, and the, and the colonel is basically like, okay, that's right, you do that. That's what you should be doing. And it's, you know, your basic reverse psychology... Which works on Mary, <laughs> because Mary is simple Well, that's not what works. I don't think it works on her. Um, oh, yeah, actually, you're right. It doesn't work on her. It doesn't work. work. Um, She's pretty content with her decision. Yeah, and Matt is really upset about the about the colonel's methods, and he's like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, she shouldn't be quitting. You shouldn't be telling her to quit. And he's like, trust me, kid, I got this. Actually, I don't know if he says that. I'm going to just say that that's what he says. <laughs> We're writing fan fiction right now. <laughs> um, and that's... So then I think Mary, Mary, Matt's pretty upset with him at this point. And then we have Lucy come in. And he's like, oh, I'm going to teach you history now. And while um, you help me cook. Well, yeah, you cook and I'm going to, like, iron the laundry or whatever. Um, so off screen, that's happening. Well, I what think. we get is... The Rev finally starts typing. Yeah. That's, like, the big thing. Like, he was inspired by... The colonel. So it's twelve. It's noon when the rev starts typing, and then the clock goes back, and it's six p.m. when the rev is printing out his final like sermon. Uh, at six p.m., we go back to the rest of the house where we see that dinner is ready, and uh, Lucy is drinking a lot of iced tea. Um, apparently, in six hours, the colonel has taught Lucy not only everything in American history from the Revolutionary War up until the Vietnam War. Um, I guess we have this, like, supposed to be heartwarming scene between the Colonel well, they, they and go, Lucy. They go sit down in the living room, and the Colonel asks her, what, what's the D all about? Right. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was okay. That was great because she's, she's like, yeah, you're a smart, smart girl. girl. What's the D all about? Which basically made it sound like the Colonel needed like some sort of like advice about the dick, D about the D, um, which is great. I love that some things like don't transfer over into this current time period, and instead it's all innuendo. <laughs> um, that it made the episode a little bit better, because yeah. this episode was real bad. If you cannot tell that this episode was real bad, it was real bad. I know, we're kind of flying through it here. We're going to be, this is the shortest podcast ever. <laughs> I, hey, I... I know, we don't want to make people suffer through it. So we suffered get, through it, so we shouldn't, they shouldn't have to. We all did right. this for them. We are martyrs. <laughs> um... They, okay, so there's a scene. Basically, she's saying that there, it's because it's about boys. It's always about boys. But um, she talks about the bad kids or whatever. Todd. Yeah, Todd and his friends are like these are boys that are interested in her that would never be interested in her if she were smart or something. Yeah. And the colonel attempts to make a good point by saying like it shouldn't matter if you're smart or not. But then but he, he says, says it only matters that you're, you're smart, smart. Yeah. Because, like. He's like, no I'm, one will ever like you if you're not smart. He says that he wouldn't be still married to the Ruth if she was not <laughs> intelligent. Well, I guess that, that was it's better for him to say that though because it puts it from his like, oh, I he, he's saying he couldn't be with someone who like didn't like intellectually stimulate stimulate him, but maybe, you know. But it doesn't mean that people that aren't intellectually stimulating are never going to find love. Right. And I think, well, I think he's just saying, Lucy, you're better than this. You don't need to pretend you're stupid. Right, exactly. Uh, going about it in the <laughs> and way... Just, yeah, he, yeah. In that he knows how. Uh, there's, like, an end bit, which I actually kind of liked, where he's like, she's like, oh, wow, this is, like, such a great conversation. I didn't know that, like, we could get along so well. And he's like, yeah, because this is the first time I've actually been able to talk anytime you've spoken. And I was like, yeah, good. And then they hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> that end. really did happen. And that's the end of the scene. Um, <laughs> all ends well. Um. Wait, I don't... Oh, that, okay, I'm like... I, the next note I have is the very end of the episode, so I'm just like, what am I missing? But um, Annie we, comes home... Or wait, Annie was home. No, Annie comes home, is very happy that the... The that colonel's there. She, like, already knows why he's there to help out. They hug. Um... The Rev comes in, and he's like, I've I finished my sermon. And he's like, thank you so much. This is all to you, all because of you. He kisses his wife. There's like a random, there's a weird hug. There's between. a hug, and then he strokes the colonel's neck. It's but although the colonel is very clear, he was like, I don't need the kiss. <laughs> Just the D. <laughs> I, really, I really like your colonel impression. Uh, in the meantime, uh... There is something happening. Oh, yes, there is. Okay, so Matt sees that Mary is making all her shots uh, yeah, playing basketball this time. And then Matt's like, oh, I can't believe you fell for it, reverse psychology. And Mary's like, I didn't fall for it. I'm just really happy that, like, she's like, I'm at peace with my decision, basically. And it's fun to play basketball now because I'm not stressed out about, you know, making the team or whatever. I'm just having fun and playing now. And that's that's it. The next day is the big sermon, um, and it, it's the whole world. The whole world's in his hands is playing. That's yeah. what the choir is singing. Yep. Everybody's getting ready for the sermon. Um, Annie is like really hamming it up for the cameras. Yes, she will not stop moving around, and then she's telling all the kids to smile and sing along. Uh, Diane Butler shows up. Uh, she's the the new basketball prodigy. Um, and Mary keeps turning around before Diane even gets there to look to see if she's going to show up. 
when she doesn't know that she's, I don't know. She seems to be looking for her the entire time before she gets there, as if she knows that she's going to be showing up. And then when she does show up, she acts all shocked and, like, affronted that she showed up. So that was weird. She's like, at our church? Uh, Then Todd also shows up. Uh, Todd, who is... The bad boy. The bad boy, yeah, I guess. I mean, not not even really. He's just there. (laughs) Um, He's just a kind of plot device, I guess. I don't know. He was just there for... Well, we'll never see him again. High uh, jinks ensue because Matt takes out some Tic Tacs. Uh, yeah, and then all the kids are asking for Tic Tacs. And, and this is all during the sermon who's, that uh, the Rev is starting. It's a very special sermon because he's going to start talking about his dad. Um, and Simon takes a Tic Tac, and he says, do you want to see, like, to, to Ruthie, he says, do you want to see me make this disappear? And then he shoves it up his nose. And Ruthie, I think the point of this is that Simon didn't ever put his in his mouth, but Ruthie takes hers out of her mouth, so it's already like wet and like activated. I don't think like, he even shoved it up her no- up his nose. I think it was just sleight of hand. It makes it look like he did, oh, all right. but like all right. he just made it so, disappear. Well, anyway, Ruthie takes the, her mint out of her mouth, and she says, "You want to see me make this disappear?" And then she actually shoves it up her nose. And there's and a she- moment of silence and quiet because she's like all triumphant because she made. The, she did the magic trick, and she's going to be a mu- magician, and, like, nothing happens, and then literally, like, five seconds later, there's a horrified scream from her mouth. And everyone in the church jumps up and is surrounding her, and the Rev jumps down from the lectern, and, the, the like, Annie and the Rev are like, we've got to go to the emergency room. <laughs> so it's chaos, um, and Simon goes with, like... Annie, the Rev, and Ruthie, he goes, like, to the bathroom or whatever while they're calling an ambulance or something. I don't know. And then somebody runs back at a certain... Oh, Simon runs back at a certain point to deliver the message to the rest of the kids that, oh, Annie got Ruthie to blow the mint out of her nose, but they're still going to go to the emergency room just in case or whatever. The sermon is basically canceled, if you didn't guess. Yeah, the TV cameras have to... Like, of course, the TV... Um, audition or whatever is basically ruined. ruined. Um, Diane, who was very, I don't know, taken aback by all the events that just occurred, makes her way to marry Lucy and Matt. Uh, and she says... It's just Mary. Is it, I thought the, Matt was there, I too. think the rest of them leave, because there was that weird one-on-one thing, and we were like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, it was just it's just Mary. And she's like, you're Mary Camden, right? And she said, I've been, me and my mom were looking for a church, and everybody, and Coach, Coach said, Coper said that, that this was yeah. the best one. I didn't know, how big is Glen Oak, and how many churches do they have? Well, we know there are at least two. Um, so she basically says, like, you're, like, getting uh, getting back from an injury, right? And so Mary explains her injury about a car accident and what's wrong with her right knee. And then Diane's like, um, yeah, I know all about it. I've, I had the same that thing happen to me. To me. And then, but that's not what happened. She had a ski accident. She didn't get hit, hit yeah. by a car. And then Why she's do people like, keep, keep on doing that? She was like, oh, well, I saw you playing last year, and I was really looking forward to come, moving here and getting to play with you. I can't wait. Because, like, you know, good she, people make you better. Yeah, and she was like, you'll come back. And then they're just, like, smiling at each other. And, and Tammy well, wants to write fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I haven't done my homoerotic subtones, um, in no, this was definitely undertones in like in Seventh Heaven in quite a while. But this is our first woman on woman action. Some and definitely some vibes from Mary and Diane going on. They were some sly smiles at each other. Yes. So I don't know if Diane ever comes back, but 
I think she does. But basically, I mean, just as like people on the basketball team, like that one girl, that the one girl came back. Like there yeah, are a few, yeah. the basketball team people come back, but like yeah. you never really remember Me. them. Right, right, right. So, um, but yeah, there's definitely some. Uh, Romantic entanglement going on on over there. While this is happening, um, Lucy runs into Todd. Todd's all excited about the sermon being over early. And they just speak at each other. They don't even have a conversation. They each just make statements, and then the other one replies with another statement that has nothing to do with the conversation. Like, I wish I would have written some of them down because... Well, he says something about it being, this is the earliest ever a sermon has gone, gone out. He, she says something about, oh, I have to go back and, like, um, study. And then and he's like, I hope your sister's okay. Yeah. And then she's like, she says something about, you know, I can't really be, uh, she, then she just says bye. She's like, she, she says, okay, bye. But then he continues talking. He's like, I knew you wouldn't, like, be around with us that much longer. And she's like, yeah, I guess we're not friends anymore. And well, then. Oh, wait, he asks if he can come over yeah. or something. And, and then she's she goes. Like, well, you can come over and study or something. And then he goes. Uh, yeah, you can help me out. And then she says, Matt can help us out. And he's like, I don't think that's a good idea because I don't, I, I'd feel like stupid if Matt was helping us out. And, and then she's she, like, we'd be helping him because he needs it. Because he had a very bad blow to his ego this weekend. And none of it, and then that's it. It's over. Like you, You're getting too excited about this. No, because it was so, it wasn't a conversation. They were, you're right. They were literally just talking at each other. Um... Oh, the end of, like, before we get the very, to the very end, everybody's in the car with the colonel, except for the people that are in the hospital. And they're like, oh, what would Ruthie want the most after she gets out of the hospital? And <laughs> <laughs> they go, ice cream, holy cannoli. And that's Lucy. And we are not sure if holy cannoli is a flavor or if she, it's just a phrase. Or, yeah, or if or that's like the it's place a, where yeah. they buy, they usually they go to the dairy shack on 7th Avenue, but. <laughs> the dairy shack. Holy cannoli. Um, and the very last bit of the episode is Ruthie, Ruthie being like a fucking brat, honestly, in the hospital. It sounds like you don't like her anymore. Um, I'm a bit annoyed by her, but I mean, I know that you call her Queen Ruthie for a reason, (laughs) and I hold your opinion in high, I don't know. Esteem. Yes, regard. that's the word. Those are yeah, those are the words. Both words you could use. Those are the words I'm using. So I'm like taking your word for it. So she remains a seven on the scale. But well, I've got I've got, had all the snap. Well, I had all the vines to prove it. <laughs> um, she is adamant to. Uh, she's fine. Just FYI, nothing's wrong with her. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> um, but she is adamant about. He's she basically Annie's like I don't think you should be doing this magic stuff and he, she goes I don't want to do magic I need to do magic <sighs> and then when Annie starts to tell her that she can't always do whatever she wants she puts her like fingers in her ears and starts like la 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 and I'm like you she's still six yeah I mean she's still kind I of guess. being a six year old I don't know I don't know but children get away with too much and so do old people everyone gets <laughs> away with too much just be better yeah. um, <laughs> why couldn't Mittens get her own denture cream. <laughs> No, Mittens is fine. Mittens is perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. The ending is, there's a lollipop pulled out of Simon's ear. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's, All ends well. No, really. That's, that's it. I don't, do we have anything else to say about the ending? No, I'm going to rate it a 1.5 out of 7. I think I'm also going to rate it a 1. I mean, I was going to give it a 2 because of the mashed potato. <laughs> oh. I think, I think that's a, what gave it the 0. 0.5 for me. It was just a 1. I think I'm going to give it a two because 
I really enjoyed the dub smash we got, the original dub smash we what got. What was your lowest rated episode? I think it was uh, the like a couple episodes before this one, two or three episodes before this one. Oh. Um, I, was it I Hate You? No. No. No, I Hate You was really good. Um, do something, because they don't do anything oh. in that episode, oh, and I yeah. think I gave it a one. Oh, really? You'd, uh, okay, I thought maybe in season one you had one that was rated lower. Oh, I think I rated the... The one where the Hamilton's church breaks down. The, the color, color of God. I think I gave that one a one also. Okay. This one's a two. I'll give this one a two. Well. The people dancing and singing always make me feel better. I, I hope that if you're still listening that we made it a little less painful than the actual episode is. Um, maybe we'll post a video of the Rev. Yes. Maybe. We will. Maybe. If you're still listening, rate, subscribe, like... All the follow. iTunes things. Follow us on Twitter at Cam and Kiss Show. Um, we're gonna have an Instagram soon. Oh yeah, we are gonna have an Instagram soon. That is coming we'll up. We'll get as accordingly. We'll, we'll plug that. Um, we'll let you know how that goes. And I'm Erin. And I'm Tanvi. And this was Camdecast. Where can you go?